Hey, Warden Brown Brokers. Welcome to Breaking It Down with Warden Brown, the official podcast from the Warden Brown General Agency. I'm your host, Paul Roberts. Thank you for joining us. In today's episode, we're discussing ERISA SPDs, Summary Plan Descriptions. You learned about ERISA plan documents in the last hour. SPDs are also plan documents, but they're not the official plan document that we talked about in the last episode. ERISA SPDs are summary plan descriptions. They are the primary method for communicating the plan terms to employees. If you recall, the ERISA plan documents must be written in legalese. Well, SPDs are required to be written in a language that employees can understand. ERISA SPDs must be written in a manner calculated to be understood by the average plan participant. The simple objective here is to have clear, simple communication, which we've seen in multiple court cases in ERISA law. ERISA SPDs are plain language written summaries of a plan, and usually they're about 90 pages. Again, they are abridged versions of the phone book versions of the plan documents, which we covered in our first episode. There are style and format regulations, there are content regulations, and there are foreign language regulations. When you hear SPD, you might think you know what that is because you've been helping your employers distribute what are called SBCs, more of our alphabet soup here. The SPD is not the same thing as an SBC. They are two different documents with different purposes. The SBC stands for Summary of Benefits and Coverage, and that helps individuals understand health plan options in the group market, individual market, and more to help them make apples-to-apples comparison when deciding in a plan to enroll in at open enrollment or at renewal. SPDs are different. SPDs, again, are abridged versions of the ERISA plan document that explains the full scope of coverage. They communicate the terms and the conditions of the health plan by the employer. Responsibility for ERISA law falls under the ERISA plan administrator. The ERISA plan administrator in the law is the person designated in the plan documents. And if for some reason no one is designated in the plan documents, then the responsibility falls back on the plan sponsor. Most third-party administrators, or TPAs, will help with ERISA plan documents. And we, of course, have third-party administrators that we have partnered with who share our values at Warden Brown to help you get your employers in compliance with ERISA law. But the challenge, though, is that TPAs rarely or almost never agree to be the plan administrator because, again, ERISA Ocean is so deep. TPAs will agree to contractually assist in drafting and distributing SPDs, but the responsibility will always be on the employer. So it's important for us brokers to educate our employers to let them know about this ERISA law that they must comply with, which is equally as important as the Federal Affordable Care Act. There is required content that must go into ERISA SPDs. And you'll recall that you learned in the first episode that carriers create the majority of the documentation that goes in these documents. However, they can't create it all because the employer has some policies to put in the documents as well. Some of the things that you'll find in your SPDs that the carrier frankly can't create for you are some things like this. 
the plan name, the ERISA plan number, and plan year, which is very easy to set up. The employer's name must be included, the employer's address, their tax ID, their uh, contact information, the source of contributions, that is the employer contribution, the employee contribution, the frequency of those contributions, whether those contributions are taken on a pre-tax or post-tax basis. You also must include eligibility terms, waiting period information, and ACA measurement periods. That is the look back measurement period that the employer sets and the matching stability period. The look back measurement period is used for variable hour employees when trying to determine whether they fall into full-time or part-time status under the Affordable Care Act. All of these mandated content requirements explain why carriers can't create these documents for employers. But again, the majority of the information that will be found in these SPDs comes from the carrier because the SPDs must also describe how employees and participants are to know for sure that their benefits will pay the way that they are demonstrated on their SBC documents, which they use to decide which plan to enroll in at open enrollment or renewal. Virtually all group health plans must have SPDs. Notice how I said group health plans and not just medical plans. Group health plans are called employee welfare benefit plans in ERISA law. Those can be and are major medical plans, dental plans, vision plans, wellness plans, some employee assistance programs, health FSAs, health reimbursement arrangements, short-term disability plans, long-term disability plans, premium-only plans, accidental death and dismemberment plans, etc. You get the picture. As long as the plans provide some type of a range of medical benefits, that makes them subject to ERISA law, which means they must have a corresponding SPD document that must be automatically distributed to employees. When we say automatically distributed, that means that the employer must give these documents to employees whether the employee makes a request for them or not which is much different than the requirement we talked about in our first episode for the ERISA plan documents. The ERISA plan documents must only be distributed if someone asks for them. The SPDs are different though. Employers must give them out proactively, whether someone makes a request for them or not. And employers don't have too long to get these documents out to new participants. They must furnish these SPDs within 90 days for new participants. So that is someone that comes onto an existing plan at open enrollment or renewal, they have 90 days to get these SPD documents for the plans elected by the employees to their employees. And by the way, this also includes COBRA participants. If the employer adds a new plan, the employer has 120 days to get an SPD document created and distributed to any person that elected participation in that plan. Employers must also update these documents. The employer can't create them the first time and expect them to be in compliance for the duration of their policy. If there are any significant changes to the policy, which we know happens very often at open enrollment, the employer must update and re-release those documents to employees every five years if the employer's policies have what are called under ERISA law material changes. That simply is any significant change that is important for employees to know, such as a change in coinsurance or a change in deductibles, etc. And if there are no major material changes, the employer must still redistribute these SPDs once every 10 years. 
A benefit that might not have material changes very often is a vision benefit. Vision benefits typically stay stagnant. They don't change. If an employer has one of those benefits, they've created SPDs for them, the employer has to redistribute those SPDs once every 10 years. Now, employers very commonly have multiple medical plans, multiple dental plans, vision plans, life plans, etc. And yes, they must have an SPD created for each benefit, and they must distribute them in that time frame we just went over. Well, that is a tremendous amount of paperwork to maintain and distribute. And of course, a lot of those SPD documents will have the same eligibility details, the same ACA measurement descriptions, etc., as all the other documents. A common way for employers to meet all of the SPD distribution requirements is to put all of the SPD information together in one massive document known as an ERISA wrap. We'll cover more about the ERISA wrap in our third episode. Thank you for joining us on this podcast for learning a little bit more about ERISA SPDs. We have a lot of excellent podcasts lined up for you, and we are looking forward to learning more with you as we continue our podcast series. Thank you for joining us.